power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. How many of you are happy to be in church this morning? Oh, I can't feel your excitement at all. Amen. Amen. All right. Technical, please tweak my sound a bit. I'm sounding strange to myself. I don't know whether I'm sounding strange to you, but I'm sounding strange to myself. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's appreciate the praise and worship team for a wonderful time. Hallelujah. It's been an awesome service so far. Amen? Amen. All right. You see, this song, eh, that I saw Jesus. Let me correct it once and for all. If we don't cut the correction, then we will not sing it again. It's not, I saw Jesus standing in the corner. What's Jesus doing in the corner? And then singing, hallelujah. Hallelujah means praise the Lord. He himself is the Lord. Who is he singing the hallelujah to? So, I saw Jesus, what? Standing as a conqueror. And then it's not singing hallelujah. Sing ye. Hallelujah. I mean he, you. Sing ye hallelujah. Uh-huh. Because Jesus can't sing hallelujah to anybody. Sing ye hallelujah. And then saved by grace and not by might. Not day by day, night by night. So he there, he'll just be standing in the corner. He'll be saying hallelujah. Day, night. Oh, it doesn't make sense. You're singing. You're happy. Okay, guys, guys. Hallelujah. So let this one enter your spirit once and for all. Amen. Hey, you can clap. It's a good place to clap. Singing hallelujah, singing hallelujah, things like that. No, even the lyrics are singing hallelujah. So I don't blame you. So let's correct it once and for all. Amen. All right. How many of you are ready for the word this morning? So this morning I'm doing part four of what we've been doing, which is the different kinds of love, the different kinds of love. So far we've done, which was the first one we did, which is self-love, loving yourself. And then we did, pardon, pardon, we did mania, obsessive love. And then we did pragma more or less like a combination of pragma and agape sort of all right so today um i told you there are eight right today the intention is to do two but i i realized there's one word that puts the two together there's one greek word that puts the two together so that is what we are going to deal with it is philostogos And they are sent you the spelling. Eh? <laughs> and it's a combination of two words. Two, two types of love. One of them is filio or filia. And the other is storge. Storge. So together is philostogos. Hallelujah. Aha, philostogos. So that's the, that's the word. It's a combination of two words, philia or filio, and then storge. Storge. Some people say storge, but if you want to go the Greek way, storge. All right. And together, because they are very similar, a word has been coined for the two of them, philostogos. All right. So, philia or filio is friendly love, love that exists between friends. All right. And then storge. Is the love that exists in families 
all right it's a love that exists in families it's love at family level all right and when we come to family i mean i'll, I'll, I'll speak about the various families that we belong to nuclear family extended family the family of god etc all right and the word filio or philia is it's got to do with an attraction all right when we say something is hydrophilic it means it's attracted to water all right hydrophilic so if you are philophilic it means you like information <laughs> you like news updates <laughs> so there is something that attracts you to i mean I believe if you are in this church you should be fine with everybody hallelujah but there are some people you are tighter with than others it is something that attracts you to the person it's something that just brings you together I always use um, mercury when you put mercury drops on a surface they'll find they'll find each other even if it's in one is it they'll find each other and they'll come together hallelujah that is how that kind of love is you you won't have the same kind of love for everybody that some people because of one thing or the other you just you just flow when the bible said david loved jonathan like his own soul that's the kind of love we are talking about here not lgbt you know now they are using they are trying to use i think i've told you that they've they've, they've written their own version of the bible they call it the queen james version yeah, Queen James to highlight the whole transgender blah 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 Queen James version and they have edited out and modified the parts of the scriptures that speak against these things so one of the scriptures they used to support their actions is that David and Jonathan it's like how can you love somebody like your own soul and there are no shenanigans involved alright but it is filial. We were talking about philia. Brotherly love. Sisterly love. Hallelujah. Yeah. And storge is love that exists in families. So father to child, mother to child. Um, it's, not, it's not spirit to spirit. It's not spirit to spirit. Even in your extended family. And then even in the family of God hallelujah even in the family of God you realize that even in the house of God when you are associated with smaller groups you are happier in the church when I say smaller groups I'm talking about departments ministry departments you realize you are, those who really enjoy the church are those who are in ministries i'm telling you that is the truth and you realize that within the ministries they have their own kind of bond the choir we rise and fall together we share the songs and we excel together we receive blessings together we receive praises together it helps to form the bond hallelujah yeah technical team those who do set up they have their own kind of bond you see them here on Saturday night setting up and things like that. Protocol, yes, protocol too. They have their their, their own bond. Prayer, I believe you have your bond. Or you when you meet they speak mysteries unto one another. <laughs> I went for a handing over service in one church. And when it was time to hand over, they were handing over files. And the prayer secretary's file was big. And I, them, I said, what is in there? Greek tongues and Pamphylian and Cappadocian tongues. <laughs> Hallelujah. So even at that level, you realize that there, there is a certain bond. There's a certain bond. Look, if you want to enjoy church, eh? Don't do that. I come to church. I, I sit in my car. I come to church. I sit in my car and I go back kind of thing. You will not enjoy church to the fullest. You will not be happy. You wonder why when we close that, some people who stay, like they don't want to go home. There's some love they are enjoying. 
that you don't know you don't understand hallelujah yes so that's the kind of family love that we are talking about here the family of God is also a family your nuclear family is a family your extended family is a family and the Bible says God puts the solitary into families that means God chose which tribe you belong to which clan you belong to which whatever you well, after clan you come to a family eh? yes that you belong to and even which nuclear family within that extended family to be, it was God's choice it was God's choice that's why you should never look down on your background and what ah, I wish I were born in, in Dubai if you were born in Dubai you would not be in church on Sunday Friday you go to the mosque no, those of us who were born into Christian country, we must be grateful to God. Because, you see, some of the people, you are born into something and that is all you know. Just like how some of you, you know Christ because you were born into it. That is the thing. You may not necessarily have even had your own personal revelation of Christ. They gave birth to you, you started Sunday school and that is what you know. And you need to be grateful to God for it. Hallelujah. You need to be grateful because the Bible says it clearly. God puts the solitary into families. He chose your family. He chose who your father is. He chose who your mother is. With all their inefficiencies, with all their weaknesses, with all their bad sides and whatever, He chose that you'll be born through them. Hallelujah. And so you should be happy. God can never make a bad choice. It is impossible. He can never make a bad choice. It doesn't matter if your father didn't give look after you. God chose him to be the one who will father you. It doesn't matter if your mother, you and your mother, God chose her to be the one who will mother you. Hallelujah. Yeah. And, and I want these things to sink into our heads. Let it sink into your head. Be happy about your background. Don't look at where somebody is coming from. Hey, if I were part of this family, like my life would have been better. You, know, you never know. You never know. There are people who are born with all the opportunities in this world and they make nothing out of their lives. Absolutely nothing. I know people who had all, like the world was literally at their feet. Giving the best of education. They made a mess, complete mess of their lives. So be happy. Hallelujah. Even if you are shy to show your house, Wait, there's some people ah, you will never see their house oh, oh let's meet <laughs> let's find some common ground somewhere and meet because they are shy they are shy they are shy but God knows why he put you into those families amen so when it comes to this kind of love brotherly love sisterly love love among families you see, there are times when there can be a conflict. I'll explain. explain. You see, some people are of the extreme view that once you have found the family of Christ, your biological family is secondary. It's not a correct thing to think. It's not a correct way to think. Hallelujah. It's not a correct way to think. You see, as much as your family in Christ is important, the family you were born into is also very important. You see, you can't be there and you say, I'm looking after people in the kingdom. I'm supporting people in the kingdom. Meanwhile, your own flesh and blood, people you lived, or let me say, you, you stayed in the same womb with. There's a scripture I'll show you very soon. And you realize that the things that disqualify us from being called Christians, and they are, they are, they are things we don't even think about. No, that, that those who believe the family of Christ is what is important. Yes, the family of Christ is important. You know, Jesus made a certain statement. Um, Matthew chapter 12, verse 50. Matthew chapter 12, verse 50. 
You see, it comes to a point where your real brothers and sisters are those who believe the same thing you believe. It's true. It's true. You see, somebody was talking, the prelude to this scripture is when somebody was talking about Jesus' mother and blah, blah, blah. And he was trying to say that, yeah, I mean, she's my mother, but the truth is that whosoever shall do the will of my father, which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. You see, this scripture even tells us, okay, let me not go into some <laughs> controversial things. Let, let me avoid, let me avoid controversial things, all right? So Jesus is trying to say that those who believe the same thing I believe, they are my brothers and my sisters, all right? So sometimes you can come to a point where it's like, the most important people in your life are the people you go to church with, the people you believe the same thing with, and all of that. It is fine, as Jesus is saying here. But it is also not an excuse to forget your own blood. Hallelujah. It's not an excuse to, for, to, to forget your own blood. That your father is sick and is in the hospital and needs you around. And you give the excuse that you have to be at choir rehearsal. Choir, sorry, I'm using you as an example. <laughs> Uh, that one is not loud hallelujah yes you see we, we need to come out of that mentality that that like all that is important is our family our our our, our family in god our family in church our nuclear families are also important and let me show you what the bible says in first timothy chapter 5 verse 8 give me nlt for that one so you can't be there you are taking care of other people meanwhile your own flesh and blood are suffering because you say a fearful house people <laughs> now listen to what the bible is saying first Timothy 5 it said but those who will not care for their relatives especially those in their own household have denied the true faith such people are worse than unbelievers this is God's standard though. you are speaking in tongues you are doing that 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 he says, if you won't take care of your relatives, especially those in your, you are in the same houseway, you are what? You have denied the faith. And it's not even saying you're on the same level as an unbeliever. You are worse. If the lot of an unbeliever is hell, then you that you are worse. <laughs> hell pro <max. laughs> That is where you are supposed to be. Hallelujah. You see, so I want to establish this thing that we should be holistic with the reading of the Bible. Don't say that Jesus said, oh, those who are my brothers and sisters are those who do the will of my father. This is, oh, my, they are unbelievers. This is, so I don't care about them. It is wrong. He says, if you don't take care of them, that is if you have the means. Maybe you two, you are struggling <laughs> to make ends meet here and there. And, uh, if you don't have, you don't have. But if you have the means and you are not doing it, it's saying you are worse than an unbeliever. You have denied the faith. Denying the faith means you are standing there and saying, I don't believe in Jesus anymore. Apostasy. No, if we are taking the scripture literally, it means if you are doing that, you will not go to heaven. That's what it means. You won't go to heaven. Look, sometimes you have to put some of the offenses and things aside. I'll come to offenses very soon. You see, when it comes to brotherly love, family love, I want to give you some few pointers that will help you to walk in this kind of love and walk, it, walk in it well. Hallelujah. Pointer number one. Don't take each other for granted. It is a tendency that can creep into any kind of relationship, from marriage to brotherly relationship, sisterly relationship, relationship among families and all of that. Why am I saying that? You see, there is this tendency for people to reserve their worst sides to the people who are closest to them. If you're in a bad mood and you're going to school, you're going to work, you force yourself to behave. No, no, you won't go to your boss and be giving your boss funny answers. And be saying, I'm not in a good mood. At that point, your Christian nature comes 
that fruit of the spirit that is self-control you are able to exercise it and keep yourself well behave well smile even when you don't feel like smiling the moment is five o'clock and you close now i'm going to the people i can be i can be myself around see that is the lie the devil has been speaking into your mind you can be yourself with self your own christian self is that what you are talking about i can be myself so the part of you that can exercise self-control that one it is the people who don't really matter in your life you exercise the self-control you feel like shouting you feel like being angry but you keep yourself the moment you close and you come home to your roommate to your brothers to your sisters your husband your wife that's when you feel like i can be myself and you see it's a lie the devil has told us so many times and we have believed it that it is okay to show our worst size to the people who are closest to us look let me tell you if you do that you better change hallelujah better change don't don't reserve you must rather reserve your best size for the people who are there are some people they are in your, they are, they are your lives for life they are not going anywhere they rather you reserve your worst size for them and you give sharp answers and you talk this because I'm in a bad mood but those who really don't matter those who can live your life at any point in time they rather you are a Christian around them may the Lord help us to repent we take each other for granted too much Oh, I'm in a bad mood. So the person greets you, crap, who comes from him. Mm. Meanwhile, that same morning, your boss greeted you, oh, and you've asked him, How is he? How was your night? Even though you didn't feel like it. So let me, that's what this is, I can be free around them. I can be myself. I can be my unchristian self. I can be my unbeliever self. I can be my not spirit filled self around them. These are the reasons why some of these important relationships in our lives are crumbling. You talk anyhow, you say anything anyhow, and you don't care. Because oh, I'm supposed to be able to feel free around these people. May the Lord help us to repent. Hey, the amen is we I said, may the Lord help us to repent. Don't swallow this lie from hell. Don't swallow this lie from hell. Self-control is a fruit of the spirit that every believer is expected to exercise and show. All of us. No matter how angry you are, no matter how upset you are, no matter how tired you are, no matter how stressed you are, you are still a Christian and you must exercise self-control. You must exercise self-control. So we take each other for granted. Me, I've said this several times that me, the most important person to me in this church, everybody is important to me, but the most important person to me in this church is my wife. Because she's the only one I have a covenant with. You have the choice when I start preaching bad to leave. She doesn't have that option. For better, for worse. If I'm preaching heresy, she has to follow. It's say, preach on. Because I have a covenant with her. I don't have a covenant with any of you. You can pack your bags and baggage and leave at any point in time. So you see how unwise it will be if I reserve my good size and I go and show the one rather who doesn't have the choice and has to be with me forever and ever until they do us part. Look, let us reorient our minds. Hallelujah. Let us reorient our minds. Reserve your best size for the people who are in your life for the long haul. Reserve your best size. Stop taking each other for granted. There are little, little ways we take each other for granted. Somebody calls you. Or you, 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 you call somebody, or somebody calls you. Uh-huh, and you're on the, on, the, on the call with somebody else. So it's call waiting on the person's side. So the person cuts it. What is the most respectful thing to do? 
after you finish call the person back little little oh we take for granted oh this is a you know that mental oh wait any boom fool oh she oh this person he can take you know when the devil starts whispering sad things there are some people eh, they accumulate things oh ding 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 like that is it one day Some cool person I know it was just two days ago. I was talking to someone. He said, Hey, she jigia. <laughs> and this is somebody I've been speaking to, so I know she has been accumulating things. It was just a matter of time. She exploded. Cool, quiet character, nice smile, everything. Got angry to the extent of banging tables. And issuing threats. Look, that side is in everybody. It's in everybody. Just that some people, this comes out too quickly. The Bible said, of all, Moses was the meekest of all men. When you say somebody is meek, oh, quiet, respectful, this, that, that, that. So the people of Israel were taking him for granted. Oh, Moses, there. If we misbehave, God, you go and beg for us. This man, God said, I want to kill these people. He said, God. Instead of killing them, kill me. Hey! He was teaching God the right thing to do. Told God, God, if you kill these people, your enemies in Egypt, they will laugh at you. God said, hey, you know better than me. Okay, I'll let them live. Those same people frustrated him and they were the reason he didn't enter the promised land. The same people. If he had allowed God to kill them, he would have seen the promised land. I believe so. They frustrated him. What this is the and he hit the rock at the Mukra Mabre. That was Moses. Moses was a typical melancholy. Accumulate things, keep it, keep it, keep it. You saw the way he reacted when he came and saw them worshiping the golden calf. You saw the way like, hey, Father Moses. <laughs> we didn't know this side of you. You see the way uh, Moses is always smiling. He's like he has a perpetually painted smile on his face. One day you provoke him and see the smile will just disappear and you see another side of him. Hallelujah. Let's not take people for granted. Even in relationships, man-woman relationship, when people realize the other party has like the person loves them head over heels, instead of reciprocating it with love at the same level they begin to take things for granted to the extent that when they offend they don't apologize so they'll turn the thing around and you rather will end up have you seen that kind of thing before uh-huh. it is taking people for granted and taking the love people have for you for granted look let's not take each other for granted let's not take each other for granted we treat strangers better treat strangers better Sometimes I wonder why in a lot of homes it is when strangers come that day, the new glasses. <laughs> the new glasses, that's when they come out of the you know, new bowls and that, that it is when strangers come. What about those in the house? <laughs> what about those in the house? I had a testimony, a woman, a woman she was a, her husband was a pastor and she was struggling to have a child. Meanwhile, this man prays for people. They get fruit of the womb and stuff like that. And one day, God showed her something that, you see, there are different dimensions of everybody. The dimension you honor is what will work for you. I can decide to see my 80-year-old man patient who is on the ward, who is at my mercy, as an 80-year-old weak, sick man. And I can treat him anyhow. But I can also choose to see a, a different dimension of him, that this is somebody God has blessed with long life. And so if I kneel down and say, Papa, pray for me, that I also live long like you. He'll pray, and God will bless me with good long life. Hallelujah. You see, there are different dimensions to everybody. The dimension that you honor is what will work for you. That's why you shouldn't take the people around you for granted. The woman had been praying, 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 not getting the fruit of the womb. Said, ah, 
It's my husband. He prays for people and things happen. What? God told her there's an, a dimension of him you are not honoring. So she decided. She said, the way I treat my visitors and things when they come home, she went and got news, uh, what do you call it, saucepans and things like that, prepared food, like everything, like how she would behave, came, served him, blah, blah, blah. She finished, said, came to me and said, pray for me. The man was like, hey, Charlie, today what did happen? Abby is that half broken anyway, <laughs> always eating. Changed everything, prayed for him. That same month, she conceived. Same month. Conceived. Look, let's not take each other for granted. Let's not take each other for granted. Especially when you're around anointed people that God can use to do something in your life. It is very easy to become very familiar. Be the fathers in my life, there's a way I deal with them. Oh. There is a way I deal with them. Familiarity is a choice. You can decide not to become familiar. And you see, familiarity, it comes unconscious. So nobody plans to become familiar. That is the power of familiarity. You don't plan it. It just comes. That is why you must make a conscious effort not to allow it to come in. Whether it's marriage or whatever, don't let familiarity. Familiarity, this familiarity is not only with man of God and son and daughter. No, even in marriage, don't get, to, don't get familiar. Don't lose your sense of awe. <laughs> don't lose your sense of awe hallelujah so that is point number one don't take each other for granted tell the person next to you don't take me for granted tell the person don't take me for granted hallelujah number two walk in discernment and not in suspicion Walk in discernment and not suspicion. A lot of the things we think is discernment is pure suspicion. Suspicion is the devil's counterfeit for discernment. Oh, there are a lot of you, you are suspicious of many family members who have nothing to do with your plight in life. Um, Auntie B that you are looking at with some eye, she has no idea. She is worrying about herself. Oh, I agree that some of them are some way. I agree that some of them that are some way. Jesus even said that a man's enemies will come from his own household. So it is true. That is why the discernment is needed. Hallelujah. Because if you walk in suspicion, you will suspect somebody who is innocent. And you'd rather be eating and dining and whining with the one who is the cause of the problem. No, at workplaces, people will smile with you, but they're undermining you, setting traps for you. Some people will be associated with them. The, uh, the work environment there I'm not talking about Hollywood <laughs> it's toxic everybody wants to pull somebody down in order to rise everybody wants to pull somebody down in order to rise somebody was made a branch manager somewhere and you a young man this branch manager has a car you don't have a car and you live close to him so every day after work he gives you a lift and you know, it's a very normal thing for people who work in an organization to have grievances. It's normal. And when people meet, they discuss. So even this allowance they are giving us, guys, should be more. And it's normal. Don't you do it? You know, it's a very, very normal thing. So he picks you out of a good heart and he discusses some of his frustrations in the company with you. And then you take a phone. And you record and you keep the recordings so one day there was a dispute that came between you and him relating to leave something you wanted to go and leave somewhere he said no the leave this is if you look at the number of people wait one more week 
no, 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 I want, I have to go, blah, 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 and you were rude to him. And the company said that when certain things happen and you are reported, you face the disciplinary committee. There's a disciplinary committee you must face. So he was called to the disciplinary committee that why were you disrespectful to your branch manager? So he gave his reason that he needed to go and blah, 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 blah. At the end of the whole thing, when they finished the matter, and they said, you will hear from us where our sentence is concerned. He said, but I also have something I want to play. He said, what do you, have to, what do you want to play? He said, this branch manager, he's been saying certain things about the company. So I recorded it on my phone. And the chairman of the committee said, you are an evil man. Keep your tape to yourself. He said, you are an evil man. Keep your tape. May God deliver you from such people in the name of Jesus. May God deliver you. May God deliver you. You see, if he had discernment, <laughs> this was somebody he felt for you to open up about your grievances, you feel like Charlie, we're on the same page. Yeah, you need to walk and pray for discernment, not suspicion. Oh, a lot of believers think that they see they think hey, I've seen this as a you are misinterpreting things. I remember recently, <laughs> I think it was in the middle of the night, and I was half asleep, and my wife needed to charge her phone on my side of the bed, the socket that is there, and there is this thing that is like a blanket that we we use. I use one, like as a cover cloth. She also has one, and it's red. So when she got up, she covered herself in it. <laughs> and she came to my side of the bed. And she had bent, so she had literally bent over me. You see the way she has the head? It had come over her face. <laughs> and she was plugging the thing. And you know, even when you are sleeping and somebody's over you, you can feel her. Suddenly, my eyes opened up. <laughs> and she started laughing. At no, I didn't jump on it. It was a very bougie. You know, I don't do those. I don't do those things. It was a very swaggish. It's a huh. Oh, sorry, I did Oh, yeah, binding. Lucy. <laughs> no, no, red like that. With the hair gone down like that. Over me. Charlie, my contract deliverance been That is suspicion. It's not discernment. Hallelujah. A lot of times we are walking in suspicion. May the Lord substitute your suspicion for real discernment. Discernment. Yeah. We hate a lot of people we are not supposed to hate. We suspect a lot of people we are not supposed to suspect. Meanwhile, the real enemies. He said, Abu Abibekawad, Ofrantuma. May the Lord give us discernment. Hallelujah. Number three. Guard your heart against offense. Guard your heart against offense. It's very important in your relationship with people. Brothers, sisters, friends, guard your heart against offense. There's something Jesus said. Luke chapter 17, verse 1. Luke 17, verse 1. Give me New King James Version. Luke 17, verse 1. Offense, you can't run away from offenses. It's impossible. In a church, you can't. Everywhere. He said, then he said to the disciples, let's read it together. Go. It is impossible that no offenses should come, but woe to him through whom they come. So as offense, you will be offended. No, no, you have a misunderstanding with somebody. In this church, you will not always agree with people. Offenses will come. But the last part, he said, woe. Unto the one through whom it comes. So it will come home. But don't try not to be the one. 
causing the offense. I've said this severally that in a church family, offense can scatter the church easier than fornication and adultery put together. I'm telling you, offense. All the devil has to do is to put something in somebody's mind. The person broods over it. The thing grows. An anthill becomes a mountain in the person's mind. And the person infects another person with it. It can happen in departments. Choir. <laughs> I never use prayer as a prayer. They, they, they are always in the clouds. They don't suffer from these things. Have you seen the kind of people who always lead their songs? You see, you are sitting in a church and you are creating patterns that don't exist you are drawing patterns that don't exist and creating arithmetic and geometric progressions that don't exist in your mind oh if it, from here you should be here you should say who told you hey, do you see Let me not say much. <laughs> Let me not say much. Look, offense can scatter a church. It will take just months. Fornication, it will take years. I to convince this one, this, that, 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 and it's spreading like that. It takes years. Offense, one month, an entire church can be there and there are factions in the church. And nothing works. Don't worry, I'm coming to try it. I'll come there. Guard your heart against offense. It will come, but guard your heart. But I want to concentrate on the woe unto him through hate come. This one is to those of you who believe you are born cholerics. That you do things. I am result oriented. I don't care whose toes I step on. It is the end result that matters. Why are some people excited like that? <laughs> Those of you who are self-acclaimed cholerics, you don't mind embarrassing somebody in front of everybody because the work must be done. And you didn't do it well. So you go for me. Hey, you get up. Are you happy with what you did? Go and kneel down in the corner. <laughs> it's a woe unto the one through whom it comes. Don't be a source of offense. Hallelujah. Know how to talk to people. Look, leadership is a skill. It's a skill. There are different ways of getting the same result without offending. Amen. You see, there are, there are different ways. For example, if you are sharing the song here, Pastor Della can come and just come and pull you like this. But that one will create offense. That's why he will not do that. So if it is to the extreme, he will achieve the same results by going to Blagoji. Mute him. <laughs> it will just drop your level so that you are singing unto God. Like it's between you and the Lord. You are singing unto the Lord. You are not ministering to us again. Hallelujah. I'm telling you the secrets of some of the things that happen behind the scenes. Not that you are a chronic penner of a song. But that day may be you slept too late. Or you are not in a good mood. Yeah, it's a stress. We all get stressed sometimes. So just give the command. Mute you. Huh. It's better than coming to the stage. Hey, come and pull you up. Let's go. Go and sit down. <laughs> Imagine one day, one of the pastors does something I don't like. And I come, I pick the microphone. Hey, Pastor Dela, stand up. 
For the fact that I called you and you didn't pick and you didn't call back. <laughs> From next Sunday, sit at the back. <laughs> Until I say so. No water for you. Exactly. You too, you shall be testing. <laughs> no, no, imagine I do that. Can you imagine, imagine the collateral damage? There are some of you who are immature enough not to respect him again. Because I've disrespected him in front of you. There was something Dr. Otabel said. He said, when he started ICGC, you know, ICGC has this policy of, they don't really transfer pastors. Like, you know, when you are there, you are there. He said, no. He sat down and asked himself, if he were not general overseer, would he be happy being moved around like that? He said, no. What he wouldn't want for himself, he wouldn't do to other people. He said, he won't go to a branch of a church and pick the microphone and he, in his talking he makes the branch pastor look small you know sometimes it, it can be done no? make you look small like a small boy this is a, something they'll, they'll blast you the pastor in front of everybody why is this air condition not working you people I'm teaching you things you are not learning in front of the church people no say woe unto the one through whom the offense comes so don't be there and say me as for me that is how I do my things the way you are doing your things is causing trouble so change hallelujah you need to be wise in dealing with people and you see you don't use the same measuring rule for everybody you don't use the same measuring rule there are people you can talk a certain way to and the next moment we are fine you are cool there are some people if you do that that is the end of the relationship when they had the opportunity to sit in a meeting leaders meeting counting gates Burger. That's when I saw fire. You know, old man, that day I thought at the end of that meeting, people will resign. The very few people who received the fire after the meeting, oh, they went, hey, daddy, and he was joking with them and they were fine. I said, This man knows his people. He knows his people. So I see him doing that and me, I say, oh, let me learn. Let me copy. And I come and implement the same thing here. This pride that is in your heart plenty like that. There are some things that happen, you realize you are not humble. You are not as humble as you think you are. You are not as humble as you think you are. He said, woe unto the one through whom the offense comes. Woe unto you. Learn to talk to people. Learn to behave among, around people. Learn to use less toxic and harmful ways of getting certain things done. And it will help all of us. Hallelujah. Yeah. The more offended people they are in the church, the more likely the church is to disintegrate. Hallelujah. So that is point number three. Point number four be each other's keeper. Each other's keeper. Be conscious about it. Look, in church, check on somebody. You don't see the person. It's not the, the job of the evangelism team only to call people. Check on people. You realize there's somebody blah 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 blah. You know that's why when a new person visits and stuff like that, it's good. Oh, can I have your number? Blah blah blah. It's all part of the brotherly love. If you're a male and it's a female, don't think people will think that you are trying to establish a link. What if you're establishing a link? Is it a sin to establish links? It is not a sin to establish links. Hallelujah. Be each other's keeper. When somebody's in need, help out without necessarily going to discuss it with others. 
even go and raise somebody's issue at prayer meeting. Hmm, I have a prayer topic, oh. brother. So, so, and so, hey, it's like the devil is coming into his life. Nowadays, he says some things he has been watching that he's not supposed to watch. And I feel we must pray for him, brother. So, so let's pray for him. like prophetic meeting because they want to hear people's matters. Uh, walking around nice nice like that. Maybe that's why you never receive a prophecy. <laughs> That's why you are, you are never prophesied to. You like, you like information too much. Hallelujah. Be each other's keeper. Check on people. It, it, it is an error for us to be in church and somebody is sick for one week and we don't know. It's an error. It is wrong. What is the point in coming and coming to speak in tongues and we go back? What is the point? One week, two weeks, that person is there suffering, and nobody has an idea. Each other's keeper. Point number five do unto others as you have them do unto you. Don't treat people the way you don't want to be treated. you get offended at the fact that nobody checks on you do you check on people you get offended at the fact that after church when you say hug somebody shake somebody people don't come to you do you go to people why is it their responsibility and not your responsibility do unto others as you have them do unto you. I don't know why some people can just take some rights upon themselves. I have the right to be greeted. I have the right for hello to be said to me. But you don't feel like you also have the responsibility to do the same to somebody. I said, Pastor, sometimes people get offended when they call me and I can't respond or they send me whatsapp you can see people are offended but you see you have to understand that where I sit these things are bound to happen as he said offenses are bound to happen this one is one of them it is bound to happen if I say I'll pick all the phone calls I get in a day my life, I'll be a professional communication center. So I have certain principles. If a number comes that I don't know, so most of the time when I give you a, a number, I'll tell you, WhatsApp me with your, and let me see it so that I know that it is you. The number of anonymous calls I get, and 90% of them are, in quote, useless calls. So if I say I'll pick all of them, I can't think. So I have a certain principle. If it's a number I don't know, you have to ring maybe three or four times. Then I know that this one is a serious matter. They will ring four times. <laughs> Sometimes even on the fourth one, the thing the person will say. <laughs> hey, there were people are on my neck to interpret their dreams for them. Oh, no. The job of a head pastor is not a joke. The expectations of people. When I went to Boga, I was speaking to some pastors. I told them that hey, our job as pastors eh, is a setup to die early. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, it's the truth. If you analyze it from a pure human point of view, stress. When I do fire rally, doing fire rally, I can't sleep. Oh. And the reason is that your adrenaline levels are at a certain level. Adrenaline is a stimulant, it's like caffeine, it keeps you awake. 
your body is tired but you go and sleep and the sleep doesn't come stress disappointment oh the flock they'll disappoint you you counsel somebody don't do this one and they will do the exact opposite of it and they will come to you for prayer after they have done it <laughs> it's, it's a setup the things I think about at my level eh, they will never occur to you no they will never occur to you recently I was with two of the pastors at the church site I was like you see when we come here majority of the people will be thinking so this we need a place where when we have our weddings we can go and sign you know nice nice things when I I look at the orientation of the doors the main one and then you turn and enter into the main one I was looking at the dimensions and seeing whether it is possible in case we are carrying a coffin we can negotiate and enter. You see the way you are quiet. <laughs> ah. <laughs> but these are realities in life. Ah. Our prayer is that by the time that comes, we all have gray hair. And we have groom. And we've moved out to a bigger place. Oh, I thought you say an amen to that. Amen. But it doesn't mean I shouldn't think about it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just giving you an example of the things that go on in my mind. So if I miss your phone call, forgive me. <laughs> and I forget to respond to your, your WhatsApp, forgive me. Hallelujah. I would never do that with a bad intention. No. So do unto others as you have them do unto you. You to take responsibility. Don't take this privileged stance that I'm the one who deserves attention. I'm the one who must be checked upon. You to check upon somebody. Ask somebody, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Get out from that place of, of, of feeling entitled. It causes too much trouble. Hallelujah. You see, the Bible says, These signs shall follow them that believe. You say, In my name, they shall cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, they shall drink a deadly thing, they shall not harm them, etc. etc. It says, These are the signs of them that would believe. Believing is one as, as, as at one level, the next level is to be a disciple. There are people who believe, but they are not disciples. They are not followers of Christ. They believe in Christ, but they are not followers of Christ. All these wild, wild things, speaking in tongues, blah, blah, blah. It says, these signs shall follow them that believe. It's a sign that you believe. But the next level, which is for you to be recognized as a disciple, a follower of Christ. He said, it is when you love one another that they will see that you are my disciples. It's not the tongues you speak. It's not the kneeling down and the tears you shed during worship and praise. It says they will know that you are my disciples when you love one another. I was, I was looking around when, when they came to church, they would hug someone and say, ah, that is what church is supposed to be. Let's love one another. When offenses come, let's learn to forgive. Let's learn to forgive. Because Jesus himself has said, offenses will come. They will come. Learn to forgive and move on. In my many years in ministry, I've dealt with a lot of disputes. One clear pattern I've seen. When the issue is between two males, it is resolved fully. And sometimes... Let me shake some tables and get out of here. It is resolved fully. And sometimes, even after the resolution, their bond is stronger. But the females. The females. 
this one, not even saying just this church or my many years of ministry, I've handled a lot of things. Years after, there is still some residual something. You know those kind of sores that heal on the surface? But when you tap it, ah, it doesn't heal. That is how the female ones are. Oh, the males. You bring them together just and say, Charlie, bro, sorry, but that is it. We move. The females, even if you get them to say sorry, the sorry will come with but, but you see, but you see, but you see, but you see, but you see. May the Lord cast that spirit out of your life. Learn to forgive and forgive fully and forget. Let things, let's let things go. Let things go. You see, one of the ways of knowing whether somebody has really let go is you bring up an issue involving the person. You see faces will change. Suddenly it's like <sighs> the breathing has changed. Check the BPNC. 180. What do you call it? They're not hypertensive, but just the thought of that person is inducing hypertension in you. What is that? May God deliver us from all these demons, these evil spirits. Demons. Learn to forgive. Let things go. Say you forgive him, but when you see the person, some IB you give the person. If looks could kill, a lot of people will be dead. The Bible says it's when you love one another that they will know that you are my disciple. You are my followers. Look, there's nothing nicer than you have fought with somebody and you make up and your relationship is stronger than it was before. Let that be our portion in the name of Jesus. All this chronic head. May God heal us of it. See, sometimes you open your mind and the devil comes and adds more pepper to the wound tell you, uh, you you they lose God you have lost God this thing how can you even let it go ah, you have lost get up stand up stand up for your when you want to keep quiet and let the matter go then Bomali Bomali he begins to minister get up stand up go and say something you're free may the Lord deliver you from that spirit May the Lord give you the spirit of forgiveness. May you learn to let things go in the name of Jesus. Father, we pray that you bless this word with your spirit. Grant us the grace to love one another. Grant us to love our family members, our brothers, our sisters. Grant us the grace to love each other as your children. I pray in the name of Jesus that every spirit of offense be banished from our midst every spirit of bitterness be banished from our midst may the spirit of love may the spirit of oneness be our portion in the name of Jesus bind us together with cords of love that can never be broken may this church be known for radiating your love may this church be known for full resolution of conflicts may this church be known for people not harboring bitterness May our lives be a true example of what Christians are supposed to be. And may the Spirit of God continue to lead us in the path of righteousness for your name's sake. We call it done in Jesus' name. Amen. You need me. We all are part of God's body. Stand with You are important to me.
Somebody put your hands together for Jesus. We trust you have been blessed by this message. For more information, reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our Facebook page, The Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed. Overflow! Someone overflow!